How we doing? Episode 56 of the Wide Right Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey. As always, of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network, coming to you live on a Monday night, a little over 24 hours after the Giants defeated the Seattle Seahawks. Big victory on the road, 17-12. to uh, Further A win that further increased their lead in the NFC East until just now when the Washington football team defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers to end their undefeated season. So the Giants are back to being tied for the NFC East lead. Obviously, the Giants own the tiebreakers because they uh, beat Washington head-to-head both times this year. Uh, But uh, tough to see the Washington football team win tonight. Would have been great to see the Giants win. Washington lose. Giants have a one-game lead plus the tiebreaker um, in the division. But... You know, it, that's that's the nature of this year. This division is really close. It's been close all year. It'll be. It'll con- seems like it'll continue to be close until week 17, yeah, and that's why every game is crucial and every win is crucial, including this week 13 victory out in Seattle. And what a game it was! Defense was fantastic. I actually dropped the Giants defense in fantasy 20 minutes before kickoff because I had a gut feeling. So stupid decision by me to do that. Defense was great. Run game get run game did what it needed to do and then some. Win Gallman 135 yards on the ground, a career high. Alfred Morris rushed for a touchdown and then caught a touchdown from Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy had the one interception that bounced off Evan Engram's hands. Uh, despite the fact that it wasn't really a great throw, I thought McCoy needed to put that ball a little bit towards the outside. Uh, he threw it more towards Engram's inside shoulder. So that was bad. But other than that, McCoy didn't make any drastic mistakes and did what he needed to do. Protect the ball for the most part and manage the game. Uh, offensive line improved even more. And uh, I know I already said the defense was great, but the, the pass rush, oh my God. The pass rush was great and was consistent in this game and disrupted Russell Wilson for much of this matchup. Okay, let's discuss that first. Because that may have been the biggest difference in this game, the pass rush. Leonard Williams, two and a half sacks, continued his stellar season. Had the big sack in the final drive on third down that made it fourth and 18. And then the incomplete pass thereafter sealed the deal for the Giants. Tay Crowder had his first had his first career sack, Mr. Irrelevant. Jabal Sheard had half a sack. He's really starting to make a difference. Jabal Peppers absolutely bodied, I think, Chris Carson in the backfield. And then sacked Russell Wilson in the second quarter. And you know what this all comes down to? The coaching, Patrick Graham. Patrick Graham has done a fantastic job with this defense all year, and it showed on Sunday. Giants didn't have any of their top four edge rushers from the beginning of the year on the field against the Seahawks. Lorenzo Carter, Ocean Zimmon has both done for the year. Kyler Frackles on IR right now. He missed this game and will miss the next two against the Cardinals and Browns at least. And then Marcus Golden was traded back in October to Arizona. So the Giants didn't have their top four edge rushers from the beginning of the year on the field for this game, and they were still able to disrupt this offensive line, and they were still able to disrupt Russell Wilson and make a massive difference. I mean, guys like Cam Brown, Carter Coughlin, and Tay Crowder were getting into the backfield. you know, And these aren't like stars either. 
As I said, it's not who you send. It's how many guys you send and the scheme itself. Okay, guys can succeed in this pass rush and in this in this Patrick Graham's in this Patrick Graham defensive unit, regardless of who they are. Cam Brown's a sixth round rookie. Carter Coughlin, Tay Crowder, both seventh round rookies. As I said before, Tay Crowder is Mister Irrelevant, number two fifty five overall in this year's draft, and they've all made a difference. Um, who else? Blake Martinez had 10 combined tackles. James Bradbury had a great game covering DK Metcalf. Bradbury obviously has been an all-pro pretty much his whole year. And listen, I know I know, I bash Dave Gettleman. I don't think anyone criticizes Dave Gettleman more than me, to be honest with you. And if there are people that criticize Dave Gettleman more than me, it's not many. But I'm going to praise him today. Because uh, look at the guys he's acquired on, on defense. Just look at the guys he's brought in on the defensive side of the ball. Traded for Leonard Williams. Signed Blake Martinez. James Bradbury. Logan Ryan. Drafted Dexter Lawrence. Carter Coughlin. Cam Brown. Tay Crowder. Traded for Jabril Peppers. Picked up uh, Jabal Sheard this year. And all these guys that I just named have made a significant defense, a significant difference on this defense this year. You can't deny it. And you can't you can't knock Dave Gettleman right now. All the guys I just named have made a world of a difference. They've all contributed to it defensive unit that's improved drastically, not just from last year, but from the beginning of the year, and uh, you, you can't knock Dave Gettleman right now. I'm not saying I forget everything Dave Gettleman has done as Giants GM. I'm not forgetting the fact that they sucked the last two years with him leading the front office, but you're allowed to change your opinion for the time being, and you're allowed to praise him right now, and you're allowed to be happy that they're winning games. I sure am. When teams win games, your opinions change. And right now, I mean, I, I, a couple weeks ago when they lost to, um, or over a month ago at this point, when they lost to the Eagles on that thir- in that Thursday night game, and, you know, that those final two drives with the Eagles that the Giants defense screwed up, you know, I wasn't praising Dave Gettleman. I wasn't really praising anybody, really. Right now, I'm praising a lot of people. You think I was praising... Patrick Graham when the Giants lost 36-9 to the 49ers practice squad in week three? No. Right now, I'm trying to figure out how Patrick Graham can win coach of the year as a defensive coordinator. The defense has made a difference. Patrick Graham's made a difference. Uh, Gettleman and his acquisitions on the, on the defensive side of the ball have made a difference. And it's all starting to come together. And I said, defense needed to step up in this game big time in order to take the pressure off of an offense led by Colt McCoy, a backup quarterback. And they did and that this defensive unit did exactly that. And did it consistently. There are a couple mistakes here and there. Obviously the Darnay Holmes uh holding penalty. He did have a pick in this game, so shout out to him, his first career pick. He did have that holding penalty late that led to the uh touchdown pass for the Seahawks that made it a seventeen to twelve game when it was seventeen to five. Um there were mistakes but all in all, defense came together, stepped up. Pass rush was great. Pass rush was consistent, which I've been calling for all year long. And uh, defense played arguably, I won't even say arguably, defense played its best game the entire season. And that's saying something because they've been a relatively strong group this entire year. Okay, You can't deny that. On the offensive side of the ball, just like you got to praise Patrick Graham and Gettleman and, and the defense, you got to praise Wayne Gallman. This kid has been fantastic, especially as of late, in the absence of Saquon Barkley. 135 rushing yards against a strong Seahawks front, 
career high, his first 100-yard rushing game, has had career high. He's broken his career high in the last few games. I believe he had 94 yards against the Bengals. That was a career high. And then set a new career high, 135 yards against the Seahawks. Against a strong Seahawks front that's still top 10 in the league in defending the run, still, even after this game. Um, you know, Alfred Morris made a difference. Alfred Morris had two touchdowns, one of them on the ground. Uh, this offensive line with Andrew Thomas, Shane Lemieux, continue to improve like it's done every single week. Uh, which is, uh, this offensive line is starting to really make a difference. I mean, when you could have a backup quarterback come into a game on the road, on the other side of the country, in Seattle, which is a tough place to play, regardless if there's fans or not, against this Seahawks team, which is definitely a playoff team, which was the number two seed in the NFC entering this game. You know, you need your offensive when you have a, when you're in that situation, especially with a backup quarterback who hasn't started a game since 2019. You need to step up as an offensive line, and this offensive line certainly did that, uh, and then some. You know, they, Wayne Gallman, that group, and Wayne Gallman needed to have a big game, and they absolutely did that, uh, and they did what they needed to do. As I said before, and as I said, I believe on the on the last episode, defense needed to step up to take the pressure off of the offense. And the offense just needed to do what was asked of them. Protect the football, run the ball, open up the holes, long drives. Um, and uh, that all happened. As I've mentioned this, as I've explained this entire podcast. Defense really stepped up. Offense did what it needed to do. What it, you know, what was asked of it. So uh, you can't ask for much more than that. And you can't ask for much more than a win, especially in that situation. You know, what else are you going to ask for? Wasn't a blowout game. Wasn't exactly a clean game. Got ugly here and there. But this is a game that not many people thought the Giants were going to win. I didn't think the Giants were going to win. You know, I said if there was one game the rest of the year that they were going to lose, it was going to be Seattle. I said they could maybe beat Baltimore, maybe Arizona this coming Sunday. Um, you know, I, I thought, you know, the Cle- Cleveland could have been a win, judging by how they looked um, on Sunday. I don't know about that, but I thought Cleveland was a potential win. Uh, Dallas as well. I thought if there was one game the Giants lose, definitely it was Seattle. And they proved me wrong. And I'm so happy to admit that they did. Uh, So, yeah. Biggest win since 2016. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I can't think of a bigger win in either of the last, you know, 2017, 2018, 2019 seasons. I don't, you know, there's no win can compare to Sunday's win out in Seattle. I just don't think you. I don't think there's any debate. Biggest win since 2016, and you could possibly argue that this is even. This is an even bigger win this time around. Um, Cardinals this Sunday. That's going to be a good game. Uh, I would say these two. I mean, five and seven going up against six and six, but you know, which doesn't seem like exactly good game based off of the records. But these are two teams fighting for playoff spots. You know, Cardinals are out of the playoff picture after three straight losses. They're fired up. They're hungry for a win. Uh, Giants have the momentum. Four straight wins. You know, looking to win this division after starting 0-5. After starting 1-7. So this is going to be a hard-fought game. These are two teams who are hungry and desperate for a win right now. Doesn't matter if they've lost three straight or won four straight. They're both desperate and hungry for a win. Which should make this a good game. Uh, hopefully Daniel Jones is back in the field. Still don't know if he's going to be back from his hamstring strain. I believe the Giants are optimistic that he will be back. Uh, Cardinals opened up as a two and a half point favorite on DraftKings Sportsbooks, but I believe that I would assume that would change if Jones is good to go and is activated at some point this week. So uh, yeah, should be a good game. Thankfully, um, the Giants are back home at MetLife because 
you know, every win, every game is a must-win game from here on out. That's how close this division race still is, and that's how close it got even, you know, it got even closer with this Washington win over over uh, Pittsburgh. So every game is a crucial game. Every game is more important than the last. Every game is a must-win game. You know, and, the, and so the Giants-Cardinals game is no exception to that. So Big Blue's got to win this Sunday. It's got to happen. If they don't, you don't want to play catch-up at this point in the year. With a couple weeks left, you know, after this coming after this coming Sunday, there'll be three games left in the regular season. You don't want to play catch-up at this point in the uh, at this point in the year. So, but we'll talk about that game uh, more later on in the week when we do our weekly uh, preview of the upcoming Giants game. But for that, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 56 of the Wide Right Podcast. As always, I'm your host Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and the Elite Sports Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Honey E S N Y. That's at Ryan Honey E S N Y. Uh, listen to and subscribe to the Wide Right Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And all right, I'm out of here.